Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I will be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back to Writer's Advice, guys, and I'm so excited because this week we have the lovely Megan Jacobson with us, who is an incredible award-winning young adult author, but also now a newly uh, picture book author as well with her new book, Big Love, which is absolutely gorgeous. I highly recommend um, any parents go out and grab that book for their little ones. But you also have won incredible awards for both your young adult books, um, Yellow and The Build Up Season. So thank you very much for joining us today, Megan. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm excited to yeah, introduce you to all the listeners if they haven't met you before. Um, but today's kind of more about your creative process and how you got to where you are today. Um, mm-hmm. So where, how did you know that you were, when was it that you first knew that you were a writer? Um, I always wrote stories ever since I knew how to talk and tell stories. And I'm the youngest of four, and it's very hard to um, get a word in when you're the youngest of four. So I discovered that if I could write my stories down, I could get it all out without being interrupted. So I think that really sort of set me on that path. That's amazing. So you did you start out, so you're a journalist as well. Did you start out um, in screen or like yeah, a bit of a screenwriter so- as well? Yeah. I um I've kind of gone all around the place. So I started off I wanted to be a writer, yep. but my parents were like it's quite hard to make money from that. Yep. So I did a journalism degree, and then I realized I was really really bad at asking questions and like being on camera and presenting. And I sound like I'm about I don't know like eleven. Um. So I then kind of segued into writing for TV shows because I was doing extra work while I was at university and got chatting with some people and I did that for a couple of years but then the TV work dried up because reality TV became a thing and then I kind of got into um, back into news using my journalism degree but like behind the scenes and more um, the production side which I really enjoy as well so I kind of um, I have like five jobs yeah but it's all centered around the same the same aspect I guess of storytelling and writing exactly and it's just using sort of different techniques to tell stories and so I find them all like really really interesting and they really um, complement each other as well and sometimes you kind of get in a little bit of a rut with one style and it's kind of interesting to um, try it play around with another style and that kind of unlocks some doors sometimes that's an excellent way to put it too. So, yeah, because I like I've never personally done any screenwriting. I think it's amazing. I've seen other people do it. And I'm just like, wow. To me, like the way my brain works as an actual, like as a a novelist, I'm just like, mm-hmm. how do how do how do things move over to this? But that's amazing how you can, you know, I guess once you're in it, you can link them all up, and it's all different ways of storytelling. Yeah, I mean, it's all it all comes back to why. Like, what? Why does this character want to do this? Um, and you know if you kind of just follow that path or just what does that character want it's just expressing it in different ways but it's all it's all 
you know, the, the same universal question of you know, who yeah. this character is and why they're doing what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, and following their path. Absolutely. So what, when was it the first, when you sat down and wanted to write Yellow? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what brought you to that? To writing I had was that your first novel or it was yeah. yeah I had had this story in my head for so many years and I didn't think that I could write a novel like I had written tv shows with other people um but I don't know I always just put novelists on a pedestal and I'm like no they're a different breed of people um I you know <laughs> not like one of us mere mortals <laughs> and I didn't pursue it and then I was I'd gone to New York trying to find a TV job and that completely failed and I had all of this time and I'd spent all of my money and um my cousin actually um she's an actor and she won uh uh, put a mind blank um a Logie oh wow yeah I was like no a Logie um and I remember thinking you know she's really talented but she's just an ordinary person who I've seen since she was a kid just trying and trying and trying and trying and then that kind of made me realize that certainly I don't know like the people that are successful they're just ordinary people that just try and Mm -hmm. so I thought well I have this spare time for the first time in my life I'm going to try and write this story that has been clawing at my brain for such a long time Mm -hmm. and I just sat down and and I wrote it um and it you know I, I think it took six months all up yeah well, um I but I think it just it was ready to be written um and it, basically it was just waiting for me to have the confidence to actually try yeah yeah and that story obviously stuck with you for a reason like you were the person to read it have you um <laughs> I'm sure you've read Big Magic by Elizabeth okay King. so um I'm going to reference Big Magic yeah, go, for it. <laughs> <laughs> go for it I love this yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, I mean, Big Black Magic says that if you ignore a story, then it goes away. But this one had been with me since, I mean, I think I was writing these characters when I was at university. Wow. So yeah. I've, I've got them, like, existing in all of these short stories. And it's kind of funny because I didn't have a framework for them a while. Yeah. For, for a while. I had the characters and the situation but I didn't have like a, a narrative to hang them on, like a, mm-hmm. a coat hanger. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of years before I wrote it, it just sort of came to me in a dream. Um, and I just was like, okay, th- this is this is where these characters walk. Th- th- this is the framework. This is yeah. the narrative of these characters. Um, yeah. And, and so then I, I knew what it was, but it just took me a little while to put pen to paper. Yeah, and it obviously definitely needed to come out from you specifically as well. The exactly what way that you wrote it because it was on, it was on a a book of the year list. Is that correct? Like yeah, it um, got listed for the Children's Book Council of um, Award of the Year, um, and I think it got um, it was highly like it. School Library Journal um, of America actually listed it as one of their favorite audio books of the year. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So that was a really big one. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I almost felt like I had to write it to stop 
that main character from haunting me because <laughs> she just would not leave me alone. Yeah, so you're definitely a, a more character-driven person. They they come into yeah that way rather than I have a character. Yeah, but then the TV writing part of me is I start with a character mm-hmm. and then a situation and then. I have to plot before I start. Like I have okay, to yep. very much know what the story is. And it doesn't mean that I stick to it. Like it, it's kind of funny because I have a look at my um, index cards that I write the scenes down on and some of them just, I have it up there, but then I'm writing it. I'm like, this character would never do that. And so I chuck it away. That's so great. That's fun. It makes me want to look more into it screenwriting like it sounds like a fun process um so from your first novel like finally (laughs) you've you've got it out it's taken that six months what was your process from then you know you've seen these novelists and and put them on a pedestal you've got your novel and now it's like okay getting published how was that process for you um look I'm really lucky um I googled I love (laughs) so everyone sort of says oh you need to know people or you should go to these events and you should do this and you should do that I had no idea what I was doing so I um googled how to get published and it said it's best to get an agent so then I googled um agents in Australia and found Tara Wynn at Curtis Brown who I thought represented books that I quite liked and would um fit me um and so then I googled how to um what to send to an agent um and put a template of a query letter and a you know an outline so then I did that and then I looked on the website and sent it off and you know a couple of months later I heard back that's amazing and then she um she took me on board and then she sent it around to all the publishers and um yeah, and then I got an I got two offers actually. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. How did you, how did you Um, so they pitched um Pretty how great. they would market yeah, the, okay. the book. Yeah. Um, and I chose the one that sort of resonated with me, which was Penguin. Um, but I mean I also got a lot of rejections before I got those two offers, like yeah. a lot of rejections from different publishers. So it, yeah, you just kind of have to find the publisher and the editor that it, um, I don't know, responds to the work. 100%. As well. They have to be enthusiastic and resonate with it, I guess, as well. Like it's, yeah, finding that right. Fit. Yes. Yeah. What would be your biggest piece of advice to upcoming writers who are looking to get published or gain an agent? Google. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. I get so many people asking me, you know, what's the secret and how do you, you know, how do you send a query letter? And I'm like, there are literally thousands of templates out there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably don't don't try and be a little don't try and be too different. Um, in that, like, they get so many. They if it's completely out of the parameter of, of what they're looking for, um, if you try and, you know, pitch in a haiku or something, yeah, it's probably n- not going to work that well. Yeah. Um, just, you know, but also to use your own voice. So a lot of people, I think, try and write the query letters in a specific 
um, formal way. Yeah. But the thing that you're selling isn't just your story, it's your voice and the way yeah. that you say things. And so pitch your story in the, the voice that you write with yeah. um, to make it stand out. Um, and I think a lot of people forget that they, they look at the templates and they think that they need to be really, really formal. But, yeah, you're not just pitching the story, you're pitching your voice and that's really important. Yeah, 100%. And that is, I guess, especially the query letter is the first thing that they have to read, you know, so make sure that that is authentic to you and natural as well. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to dive a little bit more into your creative process. So when you come down to work on something, whether it be um, through TV or um, a novel or even your picture books, Do you have specific things that you do on a daily basis or to get you in the creative zone, to get your brain ticking that way, I guess, as well? Uh, I used to really wait for the news to come to me. Yeah. But I have a job. I have (laughs) um, a toddler. I just don't really have time for that. So I, um, what really helps for me is walking. Yeah. So I go for like really, really long walks with no music um no podcasts and I just kind of think about the story and the characters and I I, it's sort of like structured daydreaming and you think about all of the what-ifs of the situation and the character and the story and I don't know I feel like it unlocks something in me and I just um write down like metaphors and images and bits of where the story might go on my iPhone notes and they just go ever yeah um, and then occasionally I, I type them up but that is probably my biggest way that I kind of get into the creative zone and then when I come home it pours out of me uh, in yeah. a way that it doesn't when I'm just static in front of a computer also um, I'm quite visual so yeah. before I start I make a Pinterest board oh, I love that, that. yeah That's so I kind of find images which remind me of the characters and the setting and just kind of a vibe so things that images that I think would resonate with my character so I can get to know their character really well yeah. and kind of build that world in um, a more authentic sense and I also sometimes create a playlist so oh, I love that too yeah 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 <laughs> I definitely like, do that yeah music which just resonates with me about a character so like for the build-up season I just thought that Illy was such a lord yep. so before I started with her I'd put um royals on or something and also just watch the video clip of that sassy like 17 year old yeah and it, I was just like okay I'm I'm in Illy's head right now um and with Kira for yellow she's sort of a little bit She's a bit whisper soft and and quiet and dreamy. So I found Fields of Bali um, by, I don't even know who it's by, some some song. But it reminded me so much of what this story is. And off the back of that, I actually made Kira's last name Bali. Oh, I love that. I have to look up that song. (laughs) That's amazing. I think music is a really great one. And no no one has said that yet, so I'm so glad that you've, you've said that it can really put you in the zone especially if you're a visual person Mm -hmm. I feel like if I'm listening to something I can really start to see 
your characters come to life as well so um, yeah and it's a good way to get into the zone because if you do it every time you start writing then if you find the right song you put it on and then you can only you might only need to listen to it once but then suddenly you're in the writing zone it just kind of switches something it unlocks some sort of emotion in you that can get you right into that world again in a way that you know um being quite logical about it doesn't necessarily work yeah yeah 100 percent. I think having those little things are really great like you know most like pretty much all writers up up and coming writers I do have a busy life of work and and family and whatever as well so to have something that can really just get you in the zone I think that's that's a really great um tip so excellent um so what is your what are your long-term plans with writing have you got anything in the works now or is there any any other characters that are kind of hanging out around in your head coming coming your way um I've got a I just got a an offer for another pitch book which is exciting congratulations yeah I'm kind of getting into that world a little bit just because I'm hanging around a two almost three-year-old quite a lot yeah um so that those stories are just coming to me in a way that they never used to yeah but I've also got a YA novel, which again, like Yellow, the characters have been with me. I won a, I won a short story competition in high school with these characters. Wow. Yeah. And they have been with me for such a long time. Um, I think when I sold Yellow, I also sold, I, I, I pitched this book, but then when I went to write it, I had the characters, but I didn't have the framework again. And I, I the story wasn't ready to be told. So I... Um, went off with another story and then a couple of months ago this story came to me as I was was driving actually and then suddenly the framework and the ending came to me and I started crying and I just knew that this story was ready to be told with these characters and then they've haunted me for over 20 years now um so I'm really excited to write them I'm just about to have a baby so I'm going to be so busy and I'm scared how I'm going to find the time. But yeah. um, this this story just really wants to be written and I'm so excited by it. It's, I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited. I want to read it already. Like I'm excited about it now you say that, especially when I know that if it's been sitting there for that long, it's like, yeah, it's it's ready to come out. So you've, you've got, yeah, you've got another child to birth first before, yeah. before that book. Yeah. Um, so do you have any favourite books or anything that you've specifically read that you that has really drawn you towards um, becoming a writer, I guess, as well? Yeah. Um, I love Under Milkwood by Dylan Thomas. My high school teacher lent it to me. Uh, and it was the first time that I realised that the way that words sound can make you feel rather than what the words mean as well, like the way that they knock together and the um, the rhythm and the lilt of the language can stir something in you yeah. on top of what the words are saying. And that was yeah. kind of a bit of a revelation for me. So I just, I I own it on, on vinyl um, being oh, wow. read by Richard certain and whenever I listen to it I just it just reminds me of the day that I really fell in love with language Mm. rather than just stories yeah that's absolutely Um, beautiful that would be one of my favorites yeah um 
I love the bell jar. Yep. <laughs> I read it as a teenager. Yeah. And again, um, I think it's sort of one of, the, I think as a teenager, we were, t- we were told to read so many, so many novels that were classics, which were written by men. Mm. And this was a story written by a young woman talking about what it is to be a young woman. Yeah. And she wrote, she writes so lyrically and so beautifully. Um, and some of the things that she brings up in that book really resonated with me. The, the way that, you know, as a woman, you have to sometimes choose between all of the options that you can be in life in a way that men don't have to. Um, And I remember really relating to that. And then, you know, when it kind of got to the end, I don't want to spoil it. I was like, oh. (laughs) I was relating to that main character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I guess it's it's finding a piece like that too that you feel like you can really relate to. It's, um, yeah. Interesting. Do you have any books that I read as teenagers? I, oh, I don't know. They they resonated with me. I think it's because you're finding yourself those books written that you read as a teenager Mm -hmm. relate to you more than books that you read as a grown up because they 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 sort of help you form yourself. And the other one was Melina Marquette's Looking for Ella Brandy because the first one I read that um, featured an Australian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see my world and you know my issues and and all of that being depicted in a way that I hadn't before in most of the other books that I'd read because we're just mostly told to read overseas books all the time when we're young. That's so true. That was it. That was huge Australian book at the time to come out. Like that was um, yeah, that was really changing specifically in YA. Do you still read a lot of young adults? As, as oh yeah, adult? yeah. <laughs> I'm reading one at the moment. <laughs> what are you reading at the moment? Um, only a monster. Oh yes, yes. Um, I love that you said that. I have Vanessa on soon too. So, oh yeah, my god. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm so excited because I'm, <laughs> I'm reading that at the same time, and I'm just like, yeah, I think that's absolutely amazing. Um, that's so great. So, also, is that exactly is that why you kind of find yourself? Obviously, the characters are speaking to you from that world, but also, do you find at that time that's why you want you write young adult as well to almost give back to teenagers in that way who are you know finding themselves at that point in time I think books are incredibly important look I find it no look I um (laughs) I just write stories that come to me so I think maybe I write those stories because they're the ones that affected me the most yeah yeah um maybe I'm drawn to them because of that um but it sounds so airy-fairy but I don't really think too much about my audience it's just what comes through. I get I mean, it. Yeah. yeah. Like I do think about my audience, but it's mostly, it's the story that just comes to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't help, like, if that's, if that character's speaking to you and that's what's coming to you, that's what. Yeah. Look, if through. I had like a, you know, a hard boiled middle-aged detective come to me wanting to write a crime story, I'm sure I'd write that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they I, haven't knocked my skull yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that is the beauty of writing though is so much of it is unexplainable and it's like no this is just coming through me so this is the story that I have to tell and um yeah I think that's the absolute beauty of it do you have any particular books that you would recommend um yeah right up up and coming writers read or like whether it's about the art of writing or language or something that you think is 
Yeah, yeah. Um, big magic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I read that recently and it just spoke to so many truths that I I knew them to be truths but hadn't articulated them yet. Yeah. Just the whole idea that the story, just to be true to the story. And it was kind of interesting because I, I read that just before I got a rejection for a, a novel I'd been working on. And to be fair, that that novel needs a lot of work. Um, and I, I waited for the pain and it didn't come. And I just remember thinking, I wrote that book because it was the book that needed to be written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily the book that needs to be published, but that story needed to come out. Yeah. And I'd had this other story come to me that I was quite excited about. Um, and I was just excited to be able to work on the new story. And it, I, don't, I feel like it made me realise that, you know, it is the process that you love and being true to the story rather than any of the external bells and whistles that come with it. A hundred percent. It's like uh, you write for a reason, right? You, you, you fall in love with it because you love doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Your book at the end of the day and, you know, getting awarded for that is incredible. But if you don't love it, what's, what's, what's the point in that? It's, it's exactly. It's and look, it, it's in an industry filled with so much rejection. Mm-hmm. If, your love of writing comes from external validation and you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, um, absolutely. The love of writing should be being true to the story. Yeah. And, and expressing it. Yeah, I love Big Magic. I think that's the top of my list to recommend as well. I, The way she depicted so many things in there, I think is just mm-hmm. excellent. Um, what is the best advice someone's given you in this industry or prior? I just as a writer in general as a writer um don't don't focus too much on what people want mm-hmm. um if you try and write for you know an industry or an audience or what you think is hot right now number one writing and publishing is so slow that if something's on trend now it won't come out until you know minimum three years later by that time whatever is on trend won't be on trend and also it it just won't be authentic it'll be forced um so it won't resonate with anyone what you have to do is just kind of put your ear to your soul and listen hard to what that story is that's inside of you and, and work on that and don't don't be influenced by how you think other people will respond to it because that's not something that you can change or you can influence the only thing that you can influence is how um how truthful you can be so just focus on that absolutely you're given the gift of writing for a reason it's yeah it's gorgeous thank you so much for that thank you very much for joining us today Megan I cannot wait to share this beautiful interview with so many people but I am going to um I'm just going to read out your word prompt that you've given us (laughs) so so um yeah, what, so what we do at the end of every episode, as um, listeners will know, is we give away a copy of the author's book. So we are giving away a copy of Yellow. So I'm so excited to um, get this into someone's ears. But what you need, sorry, eyes as well. What you need to do is enter the writing prompt competition. So I'm just going to find your writing prompt here. And 
to do that, all you have to do is go to oliviahillier.com slash um, podcast and there'll be a little link of how you can fill this in. But this is Megan's writing prompt this week. So I can't believe it's my brother's fault. He was doomed from the moment he was pulled all bloody and squalling from my mother. Their fists and last breath happening at about the same time. The priest declared the baby doomed at the same time he declared my mother dead. And he didn't look too sad about the situation, really. I love that. I love that. This is going to be so good. I'm going to send you some. I'm going to send you some of the stories that come through because I'm so excited <laughs> to um, see people's interpretation of that. So, if you would love to um, win a copy of Megan's Yellow, just fill out the writing prompt section on the website. Just one or two paragraphs on that writing prompt, and next week you could be receiving Megan's book. So thank you, Megan. Is there anything else that you would like to leave listeners with today? I think that interview has been amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, firstly, where can we find you? So where can we find, if people want to get in contact, where can we find you? Okay. Um, so my website is meganjacobson.com. It's not very interesting, but it's got some links. My Instagram, probably where I go the most, it's yeah. jacobson underscore Megan. I think Megan. Jacobson. I'll put it in the show notes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, my Twitter is Jacobson underscore Meg. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, thanks for joining us today. All right. Thank you. How gorgeous is Megan? I hope that so many people were listening to that episode and just nodding their head away at so many things she said. Um about how our characters haunt us and how the stories come through us. And if you have been thinking this way, you can finally realise that you're not crazy. <laughs> A lot of authors do. And I also love hearing about Megan's journey as well. Obviously, you know, the publishing industry is full of a lot of rejection and that is something that you do need to be um, ready for. But it doesn't always have to be a long, hard journey either. Um, really beautiful things can happen when you're on the right path and you're writing the stories that you're meant to write. So please listen back to her writing prompt. I have also written it down in the show notes and I am so excited to read all your stories and to give away a copy of Megan's incredible book. Thanks for listening once again, guys, and I will see you on the next episode.